Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. All these things we strive for and work for and hope for and pray for, we already have those things because Jesus gave it all to us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I am continuing a series that I started over a week ago talking about spirit, soul, and body. That's the title that I gave this teaching. It's really about who you are in the spirit, your identity in Christ. But the thing that really changed my life, I understood I had a body, and I knew I had an inner person, a soul, a personality, but I didn't understand that I was a spirit being and that when I got born again, my spirit was changed. So I've entitled this Spirit, Soul, and Body because that's the thing that changed my life. And I have this book in English and in Spanish. We have study guides. We have DVDs, CDs. We have an audio book where my wife read this book on audio, and it was really funny. She said she'd never do that again. And then... We've got this little animated spirit, soul, and body. One of my partners over in Germany, he was listening to this, and he's an animator, and so he just animated this and condensed, I think it's six hours or more worth of teaching in this series down to about a 25-minute presentation, and people love this. And uh, it's not just for kids. Kids enjoy the animation, but, I mean, it really helps you. A picture is worth a thousand words, and it really illustrates the things that we're talking about. So we've got some great product on this. I started teaching on this last week, and I haven't got time to go back through all of that, but this, to me, is the foundation of everything that the Lord has ever taught me. I've said that it's like somebody sticking a key in my brain and just unlocking things. The Word of God literally came alive to me because of this teaching. So. To me, this is the most foundational, basic thing that you could possibly learn, and everything else that the Lord showed me is built upon this foundation. I'm encouraging you to please get that teaching. Yesterday, I man, I hadn't got time to go back through everything, but yesterday what I started doing was sharing that when you got born again, your spirit is created in righteousness and true holiness, Ephesians 4, 24. As Jesus is, so are you in this world, 1 John 4, 17. Your spirit is identical to Jesus. It's literally the spirit of Christ that has been sent into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. And so in your spirit, you're perfect. And since God is a spirit, John 4, 24, He sees you in the spirit, and He sees you perfect, His creation, He doesn't deal with you based on your physical performance. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying He's not aware of your performance. He knows when you're getting into sin, when you've done something wrong, and He will reprove you so that you will quit doing that and quit giving Satan an inroad and opportunity against you. But God accepts you, uses you, loves you, based on who you are in the Spirit. And when you got born again, you were a brand new person. Old things passed away. All things became new. And you are a totally perfect being in your spirit. Another way of saying this is that one-third of your salvation is over. It's complete. 
YOUR SPIRIT IS AS PERFECT RIGHT NOW AS IT WILL EVER BE IN ETERNITY. IT DOESN'T HAVE TO... WHEN YOU DIE AND GO TO BE WITH THE LORD, (laughs) HE'S NOT GOING TO HAVE TO WIPE OFF YOUR SPIRIT FROM THE CORRUPTION. IT'S NOT GOING TO HAVE TO BE DUSTED OFF, INJECTED WITH MORE POWER. IT'S NOT GOING TO ALL OF A SUDDEN GROW UP. YOUR SPIRIT IS AS MATURE, AS COMPLETE, AS PERFECT AS JESUS IS, BECAUSE ONCE AGAIN, IT SAYS, HE THAT IS JOINED UNTO THE LORD IS ONE SPIRIT. SO ALL OF THAT HAPPENED WHEN YOU GOT BORN AGAIN. BUT YESTERDAY I STARTED DEALING WITH PEOPLE SAY, WELL, ALL RIGHT, IF THAT HAPPENED WHEN I GOT BORN AGAIN, AND IN THE SPIRIT I WAS THIS PERFECT BEING AND STUFF, THE PROBLEM IS I'VE SINNED SINCE THEN. AND I USED EPHESIANS CHAPTER 1, VERSE 13 THAT SAYS, ONCE YOU WERE uh, BORN AGAIN, THAT YOU WERE SEALED WITH THE HOLY SPIRIT ONCE YOU TRUSTED IN THE LORD. AND THAT'S TALKING ABOUT THAT YOU WERE PERFECTED THAT YOUR SPIRIT IS PERFECT AND NOW IT'S ENCASED BY THE HOLY SPIRIT. AND WHEN YOU SIN, THAT SIN ENTERS INTO YOUR PHYSICAL BODY AND IT ENTERS INTO YOUR SOULISH, YOUR MENTAL, EMOTIONAL PART AND GIVES SATAN AN OPPORTUNITY AGAINST YOU IN THOSE AREAS. BUT YOUR SPIRIT DOES NOT GET STAINED, CORRUPTED. IT RETAINS ITS HOLINESS AND RIGHTEOUSNESS. SOME PEOPLE WOULD TAKE THINGS LIKE THAT AND SAY, WELL, THEN THAT'S AN EXCUSE FOR ME TO GO LIVE IN SIN BECAUSE MY BODY IS GOING TO DECAY AND BE GONE SO I COULD GO COMMIT ADULTERY, LIVE IN SIN OR WHATEVER, AND IT'S GOING TO DIE, BUT MY SPIRIT IS STILL PERFECT. WELL, IF you if THAT'S THE ATTITUDE THAT YOU HAVE, FIRST OF ALL, I DOUBT THAT YOU WERE EVER BORN AGAIN BECAUSE THE SCRIPTURE SAYS THAT WHEN YOU GET BORN AGAIN, 1 JOHN CHAPTER 3, VERSES 1 THROUGH 3, AND VERSE 3 SAYS, EVERY MAN THAT HAS THIS HOPE IN HIM PURIFIES HIMSELF EVEN AS HE IS PURE. IF YOU ARE TRULY BORN AGAIN, YOU AREN'T LOOKING FOR AN EXCUSE TO SIN. YOU HATE SIN, AND YOU ARE WANTING TO LIVE FOR GOD. YOUR NATURE WAS CHANGED. NOW, YOU DON'T DO IT PERFECTLY, AND WHEN YOU SIN, WELL, KNOWING THAT YOUR SPIRIT WASN'T CONTAMINATED BY THAT SIN, IT DOESN'T FREE YOU TO SIN, BUT IT FREES YOU FROM SIN. IT FREES YOU FROM THE GUILT AND PENALTY, AND IT ENABLES YOU TO BE ABLE TO BREAK THAT SIN AND TO CONTINUE YOUR RELATIONSHIP WITH THE LORD. BUT IF A PERSON WOULD TAKE WHAT I'M SAYING AND SAY, MAN, THIS IS GREAT. MY BODY AND SOUL ARE GOING TO BE DECAYED AND GONE, BUT MY SPIRIT IS PERFECT SO I CAN DO ANYTHING IN THE FLESH I WANT TO. THE FIRST THING I'D SAY IS THAT YOU AREN'T PROBABLY BORN AGAIN, BECAUSE IF YOU WERE, YOU WOULD WANT TO PURIFY YOURSELF EVEN AS HE IS PURE. SO ANYBODY WHO WOULD USE WHAT I'M SAYING AS AN EXCUSE TO GO LIVE IN SIN, YOU ARE JUST... YOUR HEART IS EVIL. I DON'T THINK YOU WERE BORN AGAIN. AND A SECOND REASON FOR LIVING HOLY IS ROMANS CHAPTER 6, VERSE 16. AND IT SAYS, KNOW YE NOT THAT TO WHOM YE YIELD YOURSELVES SERVANTS TO OBEY, HIS SERVANTS YE ARE TO WHOM YE OBEY, WHETHER OF SIN UNTO DEATH OR OF OBEDIENCE UNTO RIGHTEOUSNESS. SO EVEN THOUGH YOU'RE BORN AGAIN AND YOUR SPIRIT IS SEALED AND PERFECTED AND IT'S NOT GOING TO BE CONTAMINATED BY SIN, YOU OPEN UP A DOOR TO THE DEVIL. YOU GIVE SATAN FREEDOM AT YOU. YOU GIVE HIM A FREE SHOT TO COME AND DO WHATEVER HE WANTS TO IN YOUR LIFE. AND JESUS MADE IT CLEAR IN JOHN CHAPTER 10, VERSE 10, THAT THE THIEF, TALKING ABOUT SATAN, COMETH NOT BUT FOR TO STEAL, TO KILL, AND TO DESTROY, BUT THAT JESUS CAME TO GIVE US LIFE AND GIVE IT TO US MORE ABUNDANTLY. IF YOU GIVE SATAN ACCESS TO YOU THROUGH COOPERATING WITH HIM AND SINNING. SATAN IS GOING TO EAT YOUR LUNCH AND POP THE BAG. YOU DO NOT WANT TO DO THAT. SO, EVEN THOUGH YOUR SPIRIT RETAINS ITS RIGHTEOUSNESS AND HOLINESS, A TRUE CHRISTIAN IS NOT LOOKING FOR AN EXCUSE TO SIN. YOU ARE WANTING TO LIVE HOLY. YOU DON'T DO IT PERFECTLY, BUT YOU ARE CONSTANTLY SEEKING TO OVERCOME 
any failures, weaknesses in your life, and stuff like that. Anybody who would use this teaching as an excuse to go live in sin, you ought to get born again. Let me share some verses with you out of Hebrews chapter 9. And I wish I had time to teach the whole book of Hebrews. I have a series on highlights from Hebrews, and it's powerful. But Hebrews is one of the most powerful books about, you know, us relating to God based on what Jesus did and not what we do for Jesus. It's a powerful book. And in chapter 9, he's contrasting the way sin was dealt with under the Old Covenant and the way sin is dealt with under the New Covenant. And one of the major differences that he's making is that under the Old Covenant, every time a person sinned, they had to bring a sacrifice for their sin. And then once a year, they had a Day of Atonement where there was an offering made for the sins that people weren't even aware of, the sins that they didn't confess, the sins that they didn't deal with. And it was a a sacrifice to cover all of the unconfessed and unknown sins. In other words, every time there was sin and once a year just to cover all the things you missed, there was constant uh, flowing of blood. There was an animal sacrifice every single day. But under the New Covenant, There's only one sacrifice for sin. Major difference. And I'm going to get into this and read these verses, but let me just say from the beginning that sad to say most Christians today are still living under the old covenant way of atoning for sins. They think that every time they sin that they either lose their salvation completely and have to get born again again, or they lose the benefits of their salvation. God won't fellowship with them. He won't have anything to do with them as long as they are living in sin. And that's not true. Your sins were dealt with once and for all. Look at this in Hebrews chapter 9. And he was talking about the Old Testament sacrifices. He says in verse 8 that all of these things signified the Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. You know, I just had a a book out not long ago about who told you that you were naked, and it's a study in the conscience. And this is one of the major differences that under the old covenant, you could not purge your conscience from dead works. But under the new covenant, Jesus has totally done that so that as it says over here in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 2, we should have no more conscience of sin. Man, that is awesome. Most people choke on that. I'm not going to preach on that, but that is a powerful truth. In verse 10, he says, "...which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. But Christ, being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands," that is, not to say of this building. In other words, the Old Testament tabernacle and temple were a figure of things that were true in heaven. But Jesus came, and in His own body, which is called a tabernacle here, He offered His own body as a sacrifice for our sins. And in verse 12, it says, "...neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by His own blood, He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us." 
YOU KNOW, MANY TIMES PEOPLE JUST READ OVER THIS AND DON'T GET THE SIGNIFICANCE, BUT THIS IS RADICAL. THIS IS DIAMETRICALLY OPPOSED TO THE WAY SIN WAS DEALT WITH UNDER THE OLD COVENANT. AGAIN, UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, EVERY TIME YOU SINNED, YOU HAD TO BRING AN ANIMAL SACRIFICE. AND THIS IS BECAUSE THE BIBLE SAYS IN ROMANS 6.23 THAT THE WAGES OF SIN IS DEATH. THE LORD TOLD ADAM, HE SAYS, IN THE DAY YOU EAT OF THE TREE OF THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOOD AND EVIL, YOU SHALL SURELY DIE. AND DID YOU KNOW IN THE ORIGINAL HEBREW THERE IN GENESIS CHAPTER 2, IT MEANS YOU SHALL DIE, DIE. THE WORD WAS REPEATED. AND WHAT THIS MEANS IS THERE'S TWO WAYS OF LOOKING AT THAT. YOU DYING WILL DIE. YOU WERE SEPARATED AT THAT INSTANCE FROM GOD, AND THAT SEPARATION FROM GOD AND FROM THE LIFE OF GOD WILL CAUSE YOUR PHYSICAL BODY to to DECAY AND DIE SOMEDAY. THAT'S ONE WAY OF LOOKING AT IT. BUT YOU COULD ALSO LOOK AT IT AS YOU WILL DIE, DIE. THAT WORD WAS REPEATED. IT JUST EMPHASIZES THAT IT IS ABSOLUTE. IT IS CERTAIN THAT WHEN YOU SIN, DEATH IS THE PAYMENT FOR THAT SIN. THE WAGES OF SIN IS DEATH. BUT BECAUSE OF GOD'S GREAT MERCY, HE ALLOWED US UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, HE ALLOWED MANKIND TO OFFER AN ANIMAL AND KILL THE ANIMAL AND PUT THE ANIMAL TO DEATH INSTEAD OF US DYING PHYSICALLY. YOU KNOW, MOST PEOPLE DON'T UNDERSTAND THE LOGIC BEHIND IT, BUT GOD, IT it WAS BECAUSE DEATH WAS THE RESULT OF SIN. AND DEATH is, IS THE WAGE OF SIN, AND RATHER THAN US DYING EVERY TIME WE SIN, HE ALLOWED US TO KILL AN ANIMAL. IT WAS AN ACT OF MERCY, BUT IT WAS ALSO AN ACT OF A CONSTANT REMINDER THAT SIN CAUSES DEATH. AND WHEN YOU SIN, SOMEBODY'S GOT TO DIE. AND HE ALLOWED US TO OFFER ANIMAL SACRIFICES, BUT AS I SAID AT THE BEGINNING OF THIS PROGRAM, EVERY TIME YOU SINNED, YOU HAD TO DO IT. AND SO, DEPENDING ON HOW MANY TIMES A PERSON SINNED AND STUFF, THERE WAS JUST THIS CONSTANT FLOWING OF BLOOD. BUT THIS IS SAYING THAT JESUS, BY HIS OWN BLOOD, ENTERED IN ONCE INTO THE HOLY PLACE. ONCE, NOT MULTIPLE TIMES. DID YOU KNOW MOST OF THE SACRIFICES THAT WERE OFFERED WERE MAKING AT THE BRAZEN ALTAR AND THEY WEREN'T TAKEN INTO THE HOLY OF HOLIES. BUT ONCE A YEAR ON THE DAY OF ATONEMENT, THE HIGH PRIEST WOULD MAKE A SPECIAL SACRIFICE AND HE WOULD GO IN AND ENTER ACTUALLY WITHIN THE VEIL AND PUT THE BLOOD OF THE ANIMAL SACRIFICE ON THE um, ARK OF THE COVENANT IN BETWEEN THE CHERUBS. AND HE WOULD LITERALLY SPRINKLE THE BLOOD IN THERE. THAT HAPPENED ONCE EVERY YEAR, BUT IT WAS REPEATED EVERY SINGLE YEAR BECAUSE ALL OF THE OLD TESTAMENT SACRIFICES, IT GOES ON AND SAYS ALL OF THIS, THEY COULD NEVER TAKE AWAY SINS. THEY WERE ONLY A PICTURE, A SHADOW OF WHAT JESUS WAS GOING TO DO. AND SINCE THE ATONEMENT HADN'T BEEN MADE YET, WELL, THIS PICTURE NEEDED TO BE CONSTANTLY KEPT IN FRONT OF THE PEOPLE SO THAT THEY COULD RECOGNIZE THAT SOMEBODY'S GOT TO DIE BECAUSE OF MY SIN. SIN IS DEADLY. AND SO IT WAS REPEATED FOR THOUSANDS AND THOUSANDS OF YEARS, THOUSANDS, MAYBE HUNDREDS OF THOUSANDS, MILLIONS OF ANIMALS WERE KILLED. BUT JESUS, IN CONTRAST TO THIS, ENTERED IN ONCE INTO THE HOLY PLACE, NOT MULTIPLE TIMES. AND IT SAYS HE OBTAINED ETERNAL REDEMPTION FOR US. DID YOU KNOW THAT THE AVERAGE CHRISTIAN BELIEVES THAT THEY ARE ONLY FORGIVEN OF THEIR SINS UP UNTIL THE POINT WHERE THEY GOT BORN AGAIN? 
AND THEN AFTER THEY GET BORN AGAIN, EVERY TIME THEY SIN, THEY'VE GOT TO GET THAT SIN UNDER THE BLOOD. THEY'VE GOT TO CONFESS IT AND RECEIVE FORGIVENESS FOR IT AFTER SALVATION. THAT IS NOT WHAT THESE SCRIPTURES ARE SAYING. JESUS ENTERED IN ONCE INTO THE HOLY PLACE AND HE OBTAINED ETERNAL REDEMPTION FOR US. THOSE WHO PREACH THAT YOU LOSE YOUR SALVATION EVERY TIME THAT YOU SIN AND YOU GOT TO BE BORN AGAIN AGAIN, THAT IS DIRECTLY OPPOSED TO THIS SCRIPTURE. AND THERE'S FIVE TIMES RIGHT HERE IN JUST A FEW VERSES THAT HE REPEATS THIS AND SAYS THE SAME THING JUST FOR EMPHASIS TO SHOW YOU WHAT HE'S TALKING ABOUT. YOU DO NOT LOSE YOUR SALVATION AND YOU DON'T LOSE YOUR FELLOWSHIP WITH GOD. GOD DEALT WITH ALL OF YOUR SINS, PAST, PRESENT, AND EVEN SINS THAT YOU HAVEN'T COMMITTED YET. HE DEALT WITH ALL OF THEM ONE TIME. HE ENTERED IN ONCE AND HE OBTAINED ETERNAL REDEMPTION FOR YOU. NOW THIS IS SO RADICAL AND SO DIFFERENT THAN WHAT MOST RELIGION IS TEACHING TODAY THAT I KNOW THAT THERE'S LOTS OF PEOPLE JUST CHOKING ON IT. BUT LET ME JUST ASK YOU, HEBREWS CHAPTER 9, VERSE 12, NEITHER BY THE BLOOD OF GOATS AND CALVES, BUT BY HIS OWN BLOOD HE ENTERED IN ONCE INTO THE HOLY PLACE, HAVING OBTAINED ETERNAL REDEMPTION FOR US. LET ME ASK YOU, HOW DO YOU INTERPRET THAT ANY OTHER WAY THAN HE FORGAVE YOUR SINS, PAST, PRESENT, AND EVEN THE ONES THAT YOU HAVEN'T COMMITTED? HOW CAN YOU UNDERSTAND THAT? He, WHEN YOU GET BORN AGAIN, JESUS DOESN'T GO TO THE CROSS AND DIE OR HE DOESN'T APPLY HIS BLOOD SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER TO YOU. HE DID IT ONE TIME. HE IS NOT CONSTANTLY GETTING UP AND APPLYING HIS BLOOD AND EVERY TIME A PERSON SINS AND THEY ASK FORGIVENESS, HE DOESN'T HAVE TO GET THAT SIN UNDER THE BLOOD AND CONSTANTLY BE APPLYING THE BLOOD. OVER HERE IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 10, IT SAYS HE IS SEATED AT THE FATHER'S RIGHT HAND. THAT MEANS THAT HIS WORK IS DONE AND WE ARE NOW JUST APPROPRIATING WHAT HE'S ALREADY PROVIDED. HE IS NOT GETTING UP AND CONSTANTLY ATONING FOR PEOPLE'S SINS WHEN THEY GET BORN AGAIN OR EVEN AFTER THEY GET BORN AGAIN, CONSTANTLY PUTTING THAT SIN UNDER THE BLOOD. THERE WOULD BE NO SITTING DOWN IF THAT WAS THE CASE. HE ENTERED IN ONCE. WHAT PART OF ONCE DO WE NOT UNDERSTAND? WHAT PART OF ETERNAL REDEMPTION DO WE NOT UNDERSTAND? THIS ISN'T REDEMPTION UNTIL THE NEXT TIME YOU SIN AND THEN HE'S GOT TO GO THROUGH IT ALL AGAIN AND REAPPLY THE BLOOD. IT IS ETERNAL REDEMPTION. IF WORDS MEAN ANYTHING, THEN WE NEED TO READJUST OUR THEOLOGY. YOU DO NOT LOSE YOUR SALVATION OR YOUR RELATIONSHIP AND FELLOWSHIP WITH GOD WHEN YOU SIN. NOW, YOU OPEN UP A DOOR TO THE DEVIL. I'VE ALREADY QUOTED THAT VERSE, ROMANS 6, 16. KNOW YE NOT THAT TO WHOM YE YIELD YOURSELVES SERVANTS TO OBEY, HIS SERVANTS YE ARE TO WHOM YE OBEY, WHETHER OF SIN UNTO DEATH OR OF OBEDIENCE UNTO RIGHTEOUSNESS. YOU GIVE SATAN A FREE SHOT AT YOU WHEN YOU GO LIVE IN SIN. AND SO THERE ARE CONSEQUENCES. BUT IN YOUR SPIRIT, YOUR SPIRIT WAS CREATED RIGHTEOUS AND TRULY HOLY. IT WAS FORGIVEN OF ALL SINS, PAST, PRESENT, AND EVEN FUTURE SINS, SINS THAT YOU HADN'T EVEN COMMITTED YET. IT'S ALREADY DONE, AND YOU DON'T LOSE THAT. YOUR SPIRIT REMAINS IN RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD EVEN WHEN A BORN-AGAIN BELIEVER YIELDS THEIR BODY OR THEIR SOUL TO SIN. AND I KNOW THAT THERE'S SOMEBODY SAYING, HOW CAN GOD FORGIVE A SIN BEFORE I COMMIT IT? AGAIN, THIS IS BECAUSE WE, we IMPOSE, TRANSPOSE ONTO GOD OUR HUMAN FRAILTIES 
AND WE CAN'T SEE THINGS IN THE FUTURE AND WE CAN'T GO PLACES THAT IT, YOU KNOW, it, IN THE FUTURE AND STUFF LIKE THAT. WE CAN'T TIME TRAVEL. WE CAN'T DEAL WITH ALL THIS STUFF. BUT WITH GOD, HE DOESN'T HAVE THOSE LIMITATIONS. WHEN JESUS DIED AND MADE AN ATONEMENT FOR OUR SINS, ALL OF OUR SINS WERE FUTURE. IF YOU DON'T BELIEVE THAT GOD CAN FORGIVE FUTURE SINS, WELL, THEN YOU CAN'T BE SAVED BECAUSE HE ONLY DIED FOR SINS ONE TIME. HE ENTERED IN ONCE INTO THE HOLY PLACE AND HE OBTAINED ETERNAL REDEMPTION FOR YOU BEFORE YOU WERE EVER BORN, BEFORE YOU EVER COMMITTED SIN. SIN HAS BEEN DEALT WITH. NOW, IT'S EVEN THE UNBELIEVERS, IT SAYS IN 1 JOHN CHAPTER 2, VERSE 2, THAT HE IS THE PROPITIATION, AND THAT WORD PROPITIATION MEANS ATONING SACRIFICE. HE IS THE PROPITIATION FOR OUR SINS, AND NOT FOR OURS ONLY, TALKING ABOUT THE BELIEVERS, CHRISTIANS, BUT ALSO FOR THE SINS OF THE WHOLE WORLD. JESUS PAID FOR THE SINS OF THE ENTIRE HUMAN RACE FROM TIME PAST TO TIME FUTURE. SIN HAS BEEN PAID FOR. DOES THIS MEAN THAT EVERYBODY THEN IS SAVED? NO, EVERYBODY HAD THEIR SINS PAID FOR, BUT IT SAYS IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER 2, VERSE 8, THAT YOU ARE SAVED BY GRACE. THAT'S WHAT GOD DID THROUGH FAITH. THAT'S OUR POSITIVE RESPONSE. AND NOT OF YOURSELVES. IT'S A GIFT OF GOD, NOT OF WORKS, LEST ANY MAN SHOULD BOAST. GOD MADE THE PROVISION FOR EVERY SINGLE PERSON'S SALVATION, BUT YOU HAVE TO RECEIVE IT BY PUTTING FAITH IN THE LORD. SO WHEN YOU COME TO THE LORD, YOU DON'T SAY, OH, LORD, WOULD YOU GO AND DIE FOR ME? WOULD YOU MAKE AN ATONEMENT FOR MY SINS? YOU CAN'T GET SAVED DOING THAT. YOU HAVE TO BELIEVE HE DID IT. IT WAS DONE 2,000 YEARS AGO WHEN JESUS WAS HERE ON THIS EARTH. HE DIED FOR YOUR SINS AND FOR MY SINS. FORGIVENESS OF SINS IS NOT SOMETHING YOU ASK HIM TO GO DO. IT'S SOMETHING THAT YOU BELIEVE HE DID AND YOU JUST RECEIVE IT. THAT IS A MAJOR DEAL. NOW, MOST PEOPLE WHO HAVE ACCEPTED SALVATION UNDERSTAND THAT PART. BUT THEN, AS SOON AS THEY GET BORN AGAIN, LOOKING BACK AND SAYING, FATHER, THANK YOU THAT YOU DID DIE FOR MY SINS. I RECEIVE IT. I MAKE YOU MY LORD. THEN THEY FALL BACK INTO THE SAME HABIT AND THEY START TRYING EVERY TIME THEY SIN, FEELING LIKE, OH, GOD, I FAILED YOU. WOULD YOU PLEASE FORGIVE ME? AND THEY EITHER BELIEVE THEY LOST THEIR SALVATION AND THEY GOT TO GET THAT SIN UNDER THE BLOOD TO GET BORN AGAIN AGAIN, OR THEY BELIEVE THAT THEY LOST THE BENEFITS OF THEIR SALVATION AND THEY GOT TO GET THAT SIN UNDER THE BLOOD AND THEY HAVE TO CONFESS IT. THEY LOOK AT IT AS A BRAND NEW TRANSGRESSION AGAINST GOD, AND IT'S NOT. GOD DEALT WITH ALL OF YOUR SIN 2,000 YEARS AGO. EVEN THE SINS YOU HAVEN'T COMMITTED, GOD'S ALREADY SEEN THEM. HE'S ALREADY PAID FOR THEM. AND YOU HAVE BEEN FORGIVEN BY ONE SACRIFICE FOREVER. Karis, an accredited Bible college in the beautiful town of Woodland Park, has been changing people's lives for over 25 years. The people here are so like-minded. They want to help you grow. These are people who genuinely care about you. They want the best for you. Be prepared to be blown away with the teachings. It's not just a season in your life. There's no way you can't change. You can't really go wrong going to a place that you get to sit and listen to the Word for four hours a day. Being under the Word that much just allowed God to pour so much into me. If you feel supernatural peace about coming to Karis, that's God. I know you're like, how, when, where, all these questions, just do it. The Lord will provide. I was doubting and second-guessing it, but when I took that step of faith, immediately, like, things were provided. Just being around like-minded believers, teachers who are there for you and ready to talk to you at any moment and answer your questions, there's just nothing like it. Just follow the leading of the one that you serve. 
and that's always going to be the right direction to go. Go to karisbiblecollege.org to register today. I want to invite you to come to our facilities in Woodland Park, Colorado on December the 13th through the 15th. We are going to be having our Heart of Christmas musical. This is something you can do that I guarantee you will put Christ at the heart of Christmas. Andrew's complete teaching titled Spirit, Soul, and Body is available in a CD as seen on TV DVD or in a live DVD album as well as a book, audiobook, or study guide. Also available is the Spirit, Soul, and Body Illustrated DVD. This unique DVD illustrates the main points of the entire teaching in a few short minutes. This exciting tool makes it easy to introduce Andrew's foundational teaching to anyone, even a child. Andrew himself has been amazed at how quickly and clearly this teaching can be brought to life through animation. You can get these products in the Spirit, Soul, and Body package. This package includes the CD or DVD album, the book, audiobook, study guide, as well as the Spirit, Soul, and Body Illustrated DVD. This package has a catalog value of $110, but you can get it today for only $79. The Spirit, Soul, and Body book is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book free of charge. Jamie and I are here just to thank you so much for being partners with us. I tell you, we are reaching around the world. I remember when Jamie and I were it. I would run the sound while she was doing the praise and worship, and then she'd come back and run the sound while I was preaching. We did it all ourselves. Now we have so many people helping us, and it couldn't happen without you. It's very true. We're very thankful for our partners and what they're doing, and you're going around the world too, and everything that this Amen. ministry does. Amen. So we just wanted to say a special thank you, and uh, we love you, and every good thing that is happening through this ministry, you're going to share in every one of those rewards. So God bless you. Thank you for being a partner with us. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I want to let you know that we are doing what we call a live Bible study. Every Tuesday night at 6 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, we are broadcasting from our facilities here in Woodland Park, and we are just sharing the Word. I teach for about 25 to 30 minutes, 
and it's actually live. You can text in your questions. You can call and ask for prayer. You can get product. But we will answer as many of your questions as we can, about 25, 30 minutes worth of teaching and maybe 25 minutes worth of answering questions. It's just a great interactive thing. Every Tuesday night, 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time.